I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Wise Men Say Reaction Show. I am James Copley. Sunderland have just drawn 1-1 with Wickham Wanderers at home to maintain their unbeaten home record this season. A disappointing performance, really. Josh Madger equalised with six minutes to go, but Sunderland couldn't push on for the victory. I'm joined by ITV Tyne Teasers, Simon O'Rourke. Simon, what did you make of the game? Well, it's a bit of a dodgy performance, really, wasn't it? I thought it was a bad performance. I think it's a bad result. But given that it is a bad performance, I suppose it's not a bad point in some respects. Because when they went a goal down, I mean, quite frankly, I thought Wickham deserved to be ahead. Yes, Sunderland did get better after half-time because it was a pretty dreadful first half. Um, But Wickham were were, were kind of sort of comfortable and, and you wouldn't expect that. So in the end, to dig out the point, I suppose, is not bad. And obviously they might have won it at the end. It's not a great day at the office, but there's going to be days like this in a long, long season in League One. Could we take heart from the resilience shown by the players? Jack Ross making substitutions again that seem to pay dividends. Josh Madger coming on to score? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Madger, he just shows he's a proper penalty box predator. He took his goal really well. I think George Honeyman deserves an enormous amount of credit for the assist as well. As you say, there are positives to take. I thought that in the first half, as bad as they were defensively, they were still quite solid and that kind of thing. And as you say, he shuffled the pack a bit they managed to find a way to get something out of the game when frankly they didn't play very well and a final one for me the South Stand what are your opinions on the rename and what do you think it should be uh, personally I don't know uh, I'm, I'm an older fella I fancy Rach Carter <laughs> as do I as do I thanks very much for your time Simon no bother Cheers. that, that was Simon O'Rourke of ITV Tyne Tees I'm joined by son legend Gary Bennett in the press box today Gary what did you make of the game a 1-1 draw against Wickham today um, we did play well today um, I think the players the management know that um, especially that first 45 minutes um, we struggled to get going but credit um, to Jack Ross who made the substitutions brought on the likes of Max Power and Josh Madger which injected a little bit of life and it was just a case of you know if we get that opportunity and it fell to Josh Madger got the equaliser and then from there he thought we can go on and win the game it felt like another league one side Wickham really upped the game against us to play to play us today at the stadium like, it seems like a big occasion for teams doesn't it yeah it's a massive occasion for you know the likes of Wickham it's the first time we've played them in the league and uh, you know coming to the stadium a stadium like this 30 over 30,000 there you know it's their big day you know it's their cup final um, they made it difficult for Sunderland but saying that you know we never got going in the first half and what are your thoughts on the, uh, the South Stand renaming yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting what the supporters pick, but I think um, a lot of them are pointing towards the, the Roker end. Would that be your but choice? That would be my choice, um, I, I, again, but as I said, it'll be interesting to see what the supporters go for. But I think Roker end at the present moment is a favour to many, many, many supporters. Cool. Thanks for your time, Gary. Thank you. Cheers, mate. I'm joined in the tunnel with BBC Radio Newcastle's Nick Barnes. Nick, the consensus seems to be we didn't play very well today. Yeah, I thought it was a poor first half. I thought they, they never got out of the blocks. I don't know why. It just seemed to be sort of um, no energy about them. Passing was poor. Um, they, they, they couldn't get a grip on the game. Uh, it just seemed to be being played at, uh, I wouldn't say a pedestrian pace, but there didn't seem to be any life in it. 
So clearly, I think at half-time, um, Jack Ross, the way he sprinted down the tunnel, had words. Look, the second half, there was more energy. They did seem to have a bit, bit more about them. But again, I thought Wickham were being, you know, th- th- they had opportunities. They were being shown, um, you know, too much well, almost respect, actually, around at, at times. And it, it, there was a sort of inevitability about Onya Dimna's goal. And we took it well. He'd been a, a, a sort of threat throughout the game. Um, you know, when the ball falls to him at the back of the box, in the manner that they did, he wasn't going to make a mistake. I think, given they're you know due to, to fight back in in the game and get the goal back, and, and perhaps with a bit more luck, Max Power might have clinched a winner at the end. But I think it would have been hard on Wickham to to have lost the game then, because I think you know they they certainly um, you know played their part. I think from overall, you'd say it was it was poor from Sunderland, but Wickham would probably feel quite satisfied with the way they played. We started 4-2, well, 4-2-3-1, Jerome Sinclair up front by himself <laughs> today. Do you think we need to go two up top? Or? Uh, it's a difficult one, because I mean, we, we've seen um, matches where two have played up top, and, and it, you know it's worked, and we've seen it where it hasn't worked. I think part of the problem today was, I think, they just never seemed to get a grip of the game in the first place. I think, had they started strongly, it wouldn't be an issue, but um, I think the fact that they never really got into the game for 45 minutes, you know, there was a wider problem there than, than the, the formation. Um, Sinclair and Madra are two different players. I mean, Jack Ross has talked about, you know, they probably can play together, but um, I, I wonder, you know, if he's, he's tried it a couple of times, it hasn't really worked, so I wonder if he'd be tempted to try it again maybe at home rather than away, which probably suits them more to play the one up front away from home. And the South Stand rename, and what are your thoughts on that? What are you thinking? Um, What's your preference? I think my preference is probably the same as, as most people I've spoken to in the Roker end. Mm-hmm. Um, I know someone's pointed out, well, it actually, it's not quite the Roker end, is it? Because it's pointing further south. And But I think it's got all... The Roker end has got those that, that sort of... Um, uh, element of nostalgia about it. Uh, it, it. It sounds like a, an end, you know, a proper end. And I just think it's got, of the four choices, I think for me, it's the one that's got most resonance mm-hmm. with, with um, you know, being named that. And nice for fans to get the choice as well. Yeah, I think that's good. I think it's, you know, it, it, I think it means that, you know, when a choice is made, it, the fans can say, look, actually, look, you've been given the opportunity. If you didn't take the opportunity to vote, well, that, that, that's your fault. Nobody else's. At least you're being given the opportunity to, to, to vote. And there's four choices, not as though there, you know, there's a lack of choices. I mean, there will be an argument about pro- probably, you know, a number of other names they could have chosen. But yeah. I think four is a fair enough number for people to have a, a cool. choice from. Thanks for your thoughts, Nick. We're off to speak to Jack Ross now in the tunnel. Because I think if a football manager, if he answers questions in hindsight, then... Um, you're not really being truthful because uh, you said this, as you said yourself it's dead easy to do that so um, what you only hope for then is though when players come on the pitch that they react in the right way and, and they have a positive impact so Josh will do that obviously with his goal but Max did that as well so I've been fortunate this season I think something that we've created every time players stepped off the bench they've, they've made a contribution even Brian today I think did that as well so um I always go and examine that anyway. I've said that previously, whether we've won the game 5 0 or lost, I would always look at what I choose to do, both starting the game and, and within it. So, um, yeah, it gives us something to think about, obviously, moving forward as well. And we could be standing here talking about a 2 1 win because Max Powers attempted yeah. right at the end. And then I thought, as I said, I spoke about the reaction to going to go behind, and it's not easy to just respond that way, especially when you feel as if it's an afternoon where they've huffed and puffed and not a lot's happened. 
Um, and then it could be easier within that period to, sat, to be satisfied with a point but I don't think they were he's seen that obviously Max is his effort the keeper saves and then his header I think is a very good block for the defender I think it's a bit of fortune in it but I thought it was probably indicative of how we're coming approached the afternoon you know they threw their bodies in front of a lot of things and you know I'm sure Gareth will say that they deserved that for their efforts as well That was Jack Ross on today's game um, Jack the rain hit him in the south stand. Uh, are we going to name the, the Stadium of Light, Fortress Stadium of Light, because we haven't lost at home yet this season after a season where, well, a calendar year where we didn't win last year. How pleasing is that for the fans? Well, I think, naturally for me and how I am, I would like more of those those results to have been wins because we've drawn a few games here, but uh, I've really spoken about how much it means to other teams to come here. But I think what we've shown is plenty of character in that period through dif- different circumstances, um, you know, for the occasions where we've been down to 10 men, occasions when we've been behind. But their willingness to protect that record, desire to do so is great. But you can see that they're not, I don't mean that protect in a, in a negative sense because when they get, they get an equaliser, they want to go and win the game. But it's something to be proud of this season, but we want to continue it for as long as we can. You know, we've got a tough schedule coming up and games here. We've not been here for a while recently as well, but, you know, we'll look forward to protecting that as time moves on. You touched on it there, but starting on Saturday with Walsall, we've got three games coming up in seven days. How crucial is squad rotation going to be for you? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we've seen already we've had to use our squad this season for the variety of reasons, and we'll do that over these next games. I mean, we do tend to plan anyway with what lies ahead of us and the challenges that we'll face in amongst them. But you have to temper that. With, it's very cliche, but your next one is your most important one. Um, so the next one against Walsall on Saturday is, is the most important and vital one for us. So we'll select the team based on what we feel can win that game. But uh, undoubtedly, the players within the squad will all play a part over this coming you know, six-week period, in particular to the end of the year. Thank you. Cheers, thank you, guys. So that was Sunderland manager Jack Ross on today's 1-1 draw with Wickham. Thanks to Sun FM for that audio. I'm off now into town to find some Sullivan fans and possibly have a chat with a few of them, get their takes on the game. So I'm joined in the Victory pub with Nick, Archie and Neil. How are you doing, lads? Uh, very well, thank you. Good, good. I'll start with Nick first. What did you think of the game today? Um, I think the, the crowd and perhaps the players were a bit expectant, uh, didn't start off on a, a good good footing. Uh, crowd very quiet, picked up in the second half. I think the goal was there, only shot the visitors. Um, a bit too little too late by the home team but you can't win them all Neil what did you make of it first half was poor it was uh, yeah it was very poor it was uh, trying to keep awake to be honest like really it, like Nick says it was like the last five minutes where we sort of we left it a bit too late really didn't we and I was disappointed with the crowd leaving early when it was still 1-1 and you, yeah I noticed that the, the crowd left pretty pretty soon didn't they I think that's really annoying it's frustrating when the crowd's leaving when it's 1-1 you know the game's in the balance still Archie who stood out for you today uh, overall I think all the players um, were quite poor Sinclair doesn't offer much I think in the first half McGeady takes far too long on the ball what, do, you reckon, do you reckon Nick do you reckon two up front's the way to go for Sunderland yes um, a couple of people have said Sinclair's that the draw uh, the, the opposition defenders out and leave him but I think it's it's not really working um, I did going off your previous question I like the look of uh, Flanagan today he was quite Alan Hansen-esque the way he was surging forward and for a very tall gangly lad he's got a good control on the ball and the, the big issue at the moment is the uh, is the South Stand renaming I want to get all of your opinions what do you think the options are I think it's the Roker end the Wayside end the Colliery end or the Rish Carter end we'll start with Neil Neil what would you 
prefer? Could you run them bys again? This is news to me. I've totally missed this one. Basically, the south stand's getting renamed, so you've got the option of the wayside end, the roker end, the colliery end, or the race carter end. There's a petition online. You can vote for it. I think it's on the redandwhitearmy.com page. I would go for the race carter off the top of my head. First, I think that's the best best out of that lot, to be honest. Archie, what would you go for? Um, with the south stand being the um, like the louder end, I think it would, it would be appropriate to like keep up the tradition and go for the roker end. Uh, Rich Carter's the only um, like club hero that would be suitable for an input. It's the roker end for me. Uh, my first reaction was the roker end, keep with tradition, but having thought about it, I think the Rich Carter would be very fitting local hero, Hendon lad. <laughs> so it's a split decision. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are we looking forward to Walsall? Yes, twice in a week, isn't it? Twice in a week. A point away from home's always deserved, and uh, you know that's what what you want. So I'm still in the Victory Club. I'm joined by Wise Men Says Own Chris Weatherspoon. How are you doing? Um, that's about me. How are you? I'm not, I'm not too bad. Thanks for asking. We're joined by his dad, Ian. Oh dear, that's a shame, isn't it? Really. <laughs> and we're joined by Lewis. How are you doing, man? I'm, I'm good. Yeah. We'll go to Chris first. What did you think of the game? Uh, am I allowed to swear? Of, of course. Uh, I thought it was shite. <laughs> no, I, I think um, I, I thought they were pirated here. I thought I thought maybe a bit of complacency crept in, uh, but they didn't get beat again. So I mean, can we can we complain too much? I'm I'm not too sure. Ian, do you agree with your son? Well, I've got to say I thought it was a fair result. If I'm honest about it, they came out and did a job on us. We put, we weren't we weren't at our best, if truth be told. But they did a job, and to be fair to them, hey, fair play to them. Lewis, what did you make of Aidan McGeady? Because for, for me today, he just really, really did my head in. I just think he struggled to get the bit, bit of time, a bit of space on the ball. I think a few players around him, yeah, he, he wasn't very... He just, I just... There's a few games I've watched him now where he just... he just, I think he's too... Oh, he's obviously too good for this league. He's obviously too good for this league. Well, not on today's evidence, though. Well, no, but he just can't seem to get out and get on that right foot, but... Or the left foot, sorry, but... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's, there's better players in, in the team, and I think... I think there's a few players though, like Gooch and Maguire. They they struggled today, so it was one of them games really where they just they weren't up to scratch, and we 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 struggled with that. Nice to still be unbeaten at home, though, Chris. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it, it probably speaks volumes both about the league and about the team at the minute. And that as poor as they were today, they didn't get beat. Um, and by the end, you looked at them and you thought, well, they're hanging on. Um, it hopefully it's probably a bit of a reality check. And like at the end of the day, I, I don't think people expect us to walk this league. But you go eight games unbeaten in all competitions, people do get a bit ahead of themselves. And I think today it might it might end up actually being a pretty important point. So that was Wise Men Say's own Chris Weatherspoon. I have been your host, James Copley. Thanks for listening to this new edition of the Wise Men Say podcast. We will be bringing you hopefully new podcasts every Sunderland home game with reaction, like you've heard from Nick Barnes and Jack Ross and Simon O'Rourke. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.